Summer's not here long, so seize the sizzle with Walmart. Find all your faves such as Oscar Mayer hot dogs, Kraft singles, and Heinz ketchup. This time of year is all about living easy and sizzling good food. Whether you're cooking for two or for a houseful, grilling outside makes mealtime simple, delicious, and fun. When the coals are hot, be grill ready with all the best ingredients from Walmart. The doctor with thugonomics is back. And poor Elias just got the worst deal. Because you standing in the ring when John Cena about to turn heel. Silence your cell phone. Hold your applause. Shut your mouth and no string plucks. I feel like I'm watching one of my movies because this whole damn thing sucks. This means walk with Elias? Nah, I'm not really feeling it. Because without the guitar, what it really means is wasted wrestling experiment. I'm a bad man, my style like a pit bull, bitch you. And you ain't even half a dog, you just a little piece of shih tzu. Damn. <laughs> Got him. I'd ask him to do a duet, but you just put it on the shelf. Because everybody here just saw you only like playing with yourself. And they call me the golden shovel. So I'm about to bury a push. Your face looks like my nuts. Except you got a hairier bush. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everyone? It is April 8th, 2019. Welcome to your WrestleMania 35 pay-per-view recap. I just noticed. I just said April 8th. It is fucking 12.30 in the morning over here in New York. Now, I'm going to just say this right off the bat. Yeah. Here on the Northeast, we're all bitching and complaining. We got to get up for work. You know, it, we've been fucking doing this for seven and a half hours and blah, 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 blah. But me and you, the listeners in the UK, in Australia, in Japan, in Italy that are listening live right now, look at the time zone for those people. Look at the time zone for where they are. Imagine you, you're up in the wee hours in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, six o'clock clock in the morning yeah 5 30 right now in scotland listening on live shout, shout out to you my friend andy and austin g and everybody else that's li listening overseas god bless you all Mikko patterson as well i could never do that and um maybe because i'm older but boy this this is rough man wwe needs to manage this time better yeah 
I agree. Yeah. So, um, well, we're going to give you the WrestleMania recap now. Just to let everybody know right off the bat, uh, Mish and the whole Wrestling Soup crew is in Jersey right now. They rented a house for the weekend. They are partying it up um, because... Mish uses full-blown computers. It doesn't seem like they're going to have a setup to be able to do the show live with us tonight. I believe they are going to do their recap tomorrow, I guess, when Mish is back in Chicago and Joey's back in Boston. Uh, If any or all of them are able to get on Discord for some reason and they want to chime in with us during this recap... We'll definitely pipe them in, and we'll uh, we'll get into it. But uh, you know, before we get into the matches and the pre-show and everything else, overall, what's your immediate reaction about WrestleMania 35? Other than the time, what's the what's the first couple of things that come to mind for you? To quote Mr. T, pain. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, well, no, probably uh, uh, long. Just a long day. It's you. It's your full day. I mean, I, I, you guys. You know, we'll talk about it another time. But you guys went to obviously you had the big thing last yeah, night. Yeah, we'll talk time. about it tomorrow. I got home in the wee hours. I got home at twenty after four last night myself. I didn't go to bed till after six, so I got up about one uh, this afternoon. So and right off the bat, I cleaned my house a little bit, did a few things, and I had to prepare for WrestleMania. I mean, I knew it was coming, and by the time it hit five o'clock, before you knew it, so that's my day. And for everybody else too, not just our podcasters, but you know, we got to watch the whole thing to do the recap for you guys. So you know, we're we're watching every waking moment, breaking news, whatever. Um, but uh, you know, in the beginning, I'm enjoying. It. I got my stuff. I got my food. I'm ready to go. And uh, like anybody else, by about nine thirty, ten, I'm starting to feel it. And then I can see the crowd starting to feel it. Overall, I just think it was too long. Uh, the placement of the matches was bizarre. I know we'll get into that, DT, with uh, Brock Lesnar going on second, which nobody saw that coming. I didn't see that coming. Mm. Um, you know, and, and the result of it, I didn't see it coming, by the way, too. Boy, night of the baby faces, huh? Yeah. Um, but overall, I, I guess, you know, we always do the rating at the end of the show. I, I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as last year, as I can tell you right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, look, my immediate thoughts today is... Um, Coffee Kingston getting the win, which yeah. is awesome. I mean, um, Xavier Woods, you could see the emotions and the tears. And I don't think it was just, you know, their buddy becoming heavyweight champion. Of course, it has to do with color. Of course, it has to do with always being told that you'll never make it to the top. I mean, there's a whole plethora of emotions going on over there. So that was just a wonderful moment. And look, I'm a white guy. I'm an Italian guy. And, you know, I'm from Howard Beach. So those are, in some people's eyes, those three strikes against me already. Even though yesterday, and like I said, I will talk about it tomorrow. um, But everybody that showed up in Brooklyn yesterday, my God, it was fucking phenomenal. And, you know, the most uh, heartfelt thing about it, and I told some to their face, and they appreciated it. You know, at one point when everything is done, there's like a line of people all wanting to meet me, shake my hand, take pictures. It looked like the fucking scene from Goodfellas when Ray Liotta gets married and everybody's standing online to give the envelope and his wife looks like she's all dizzy and fucking she can't even comprehend. She's like, what the fuck are all these people? This is Peter. This is Paul. This is Joey. I looked down the line and 80% of it is black and Spanish. Yeah, isn't that something? I, I noticed that, too. And I, I, I told them yesterday, I, each person told me really raw personal stories about the show and everything like that. And believe me, this has to do with Coffee Kings. It's not about me. It's about 
them right now. But the one thing that, you know, I told them, I said, you know, I, I am so thankful that you get it because there isn't an ounce of malice inside my heart when we talk and we joke about people. And yeah, I use some really racy words, you know, I, the, the, the Polish and Italian and across the board, but they get it. And it was just every time somebody came up to me, it what flashed through my head was all these assholes online. You're a racist, you're a racist, you're a racist, you're a racist. And it just really, really upset me. But the reason why I say that about Kofi is that I expect and think it's proud for everybody who is black that are wrestling fans that feel that other blacks who have been in wrestling never got their shot. And yes, I know about the controversy with The Rock and Booker T saying that he's, you know, he's not really black or whatever Booker T said. I mean, it's just like shit like that bothers me. But the bottom line is, is that if you're black and, you know, the fact that Kofi is black and he became heavyweight champion, be proud, you know, talk about it. But all I ask is please don't make it strictly a black and white thing for anybody out there, because trust me. Like I said, I'm a white guy, I'm an Italian guy, and I joined the coffee bandwagon as far as a heavyweight title. You said it on last week's show. Three years ago, if we would have turned around, and I'll, yes, I will instill politics for a minute, but if we, if you turn around and we would have said three years ago that Kofi Kingston would be heavyweight champion, or do you think he would have a chance? That's just like when Ann Coulter thought that Donald Trump could be the next president. Everybody no. laughed. We would never no. in a million years think that. So it is awesome. I loved it. At the same time, you know, I I just really, is WWE ever going to let someone retire with a win? You know, That's good, boy, yeah. you know Kurt Angle, I, last week, Baron Cor Corbin sold me on letting him have this match. Said it last week. I had no problem with him being in this match. I did say last week that Kurt Angle was going to pull the moonsault out, by the way. Um, but, you know, to go out with a loss and he's basically in the ring saying to everyone, hey, everybody, you know, let's all go out the way that, you know, you, know, you all love to do it. You suck. It's just like, I don't know, man. It's... I think there should have been no music. I think this, the spotlight should have just been on him for five minutes and... How he was treated at the end of Raw last week, at the end of his match on Raw last week, I feel like that he went out better last week on Raw than he did tonight on WrestleMania. I agree. Again, the placement of the matches was strange, and you knew the tail end was going to get rushed when I was trying to figure out who's coming up after this and that or after the women's tag team match. I'm like, okay, we got Angle, we got Balor. That's got to be short and sweet. And I was thinking about even what I said to you. I said, you think Kurt will just come in there, boom, 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 beat uh, Corbin. And that's only, that didn't happen, but Corbin beat Angle. And then Angle did, yeah, it was a bizarre kind of goodbye to everybody. And yeah, let's let's use those two words that describe my, I, that, was, know, that was you, weird, you know, man. That was you, weird. I'm going to use a really bad analogy, but I think a lot of people agree with me on this, Okay. How I compare Kurt Angle last week to this week is this. Because he was crying more last week than tonight. Yeah, he was. I, uh, my immediate dumb analogy is someone who doesn't want to die. And they find out they're terminally ill. 
And, you know, the immediate reaction is denial, denial, denial. But then you get that one surge of emotion where you just let it out and you accept it. And then once that emotion is out, you're now content. Okay, I'm ready to go. It felt like last week is when Kurt Angle, finally it hit him about, you know, his career being terminal in the ring. And he let it out, all that emotion, and now it's like, okay, I'm at peace. I can relax. I can go now. And it felt like when he was in the ring tonight, at the very end, it was more of, all right, I'm at peace. It's done. Everybody chant, you suck. Go out with a smile. No tears in the ring. And that's how it felt. I don't know if that was the intention, but that's the way it felt. Right, right, right. You know, I just, I want you know, legend to go out with a fucking wind, you know? I mean... It's not a lot to ask. Yeah, it's not a lot to ask. I mean, look, when you have people investing time, money, you know, and dedication for years and years and years, you want feel-good moments. And yes, we got it with coffee tonight. We got it, you know, in some different ways. I think we have to understand, and I I know it's not so cut and dry, but I think we have to understand that each year now, WWE intentionally will have one to two results that they know the majority of us are going to think are stupid, moronic, hated, but they're going to do it anyway because they can't just give me what I want. Give me what I need. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. You know what I mean? Like, it can't be give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. The Iconics are a perfect example. Mm. You know, look, I'm not saying they're not attractive, but they're just dismal, terrible, pathetic. I know some of you out there are fans of them, and I totally respect that. Watch their in-ring work closely. And just even, even Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke in the Battle Royal, and I know we're going back and forth, but Dana Brooke in the Battle Royal had one moment where she was like the focus in the Battle Royal. And, you know, like I'm seeing people's immediate reaction on Twitter. Yeah, fuck you, everybody that shits on her. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I invite anyone to please look closely. The horrendous, piss poor, pathetic timing of Dana Brooks elimination. Sonia Deville fucking goes and pulls the rope down, and Dana Brooke, just like my girlfriend—I can't say it too loud. She's in the other room. My girlfriend's yeah. period last week. Uh, a little too late. All right, and then she fucking right. goes over the top. I'm like, come on, man. I mean, this is the reason why Dana Brooks sucks. This is the reason why the Iconic suck. You're in the WWE. You're not in NXT anymore. You're not in Florida Championship Wrestling. You're not in fucking uh, Gabe Sapolak's promotion. You're in the big time. You're at WrestleMania. You're supposed to really be the creme de la creme. And just because you scream and you're in, you know, you take the cheap win and stuff like that. I don't get mad because the Iconics sneak a win. I get mad because they suck. And their in-ring work is very subpar. But again, I think WWE every year, it has to give us one or two results that are going to be totally against the majority of uh, people out there. I think we have to accept that. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I noticed too when Dana was getting in a lot of offense, 
it was like Dana Brooke time, and the crowd was getting listen. It was early in the, the thing; people were up. It was during the day. Still, it was it was nice out there. People were still getting to their seats, so they were getting behind. Uh, let's get behind Dana Brooke. You know how fans can be uh-huh. uh, fickle, as Daniel Bryan can say. Uh-huh. Um, but and then it just Dana Brooke showed why she's not on that next level, as did the Iconics, despite getting the win. I mean, me and John now was just joking around because you you had gotten so many things right with the uh, the predictions, and I was like, I'm getting nothing right here, and the one I get right is the fucking Iconics. I mean, isn't that yeah, that's that's my right one tonight was the Iconics, by the yeah. way. Well, uh, I mean, who would have thought that? But I just had a feeling, DT, that they were going to they have something that they want to do with these two girls. They believe I, in them. Yeah. You know? I, Lone Wolf, I don't think they put the, the belts on Iconics to troll fans. I'm not saying no, that, but what I'm saying is, is that if they end up being transitional, losing the belts within, you know, a week, two weeks, two days, who knows? You know, I, I'm I'm just saying that, you know, they will go against the grain to go against the grain. Like, you, you see some of the results over the last couple of years. You could see pay-per-views where we're just left baffled. Why this person? Why this match results? Let, let, you know what? Let's get into the opening match on the pre-show, the Women's yeah. Battle Royal. And basically, we get the same scenario that WWE has overused uh, for the last bunch of years. They just have this lazy fascination of having someone hang out outside the ring until the very end, and then somebody thinks that they won, and then a person re-enters the ring. They have done it more the last couple of years than they did in the last fucking two decades or whatever it is. And we had it tonight. It was down to Sonya Deville, Asuka, and Sarah Logan. And at the very end, Sarah Logan actually is the, the final person in the ring. She thinks that she won. No entrance music began. And then Carmella, for some reason, was sleeping outside the ring, and she re- re-enters the ring. 30 seconds later, Carmella is the winner of the Battle Royal. Now, everybody yeah. in that match, why Carmella? Exactly. And I thought when Sarah got it, I'm like, okay, there's something there. They're going to put the gas behind Sarah Logan in some way. Okay. You know, the God knows the Riot Squad has been the, the job squad, let's be honest, uh, doing whatever they fucking ask. These girls getting even injured at the hands of other people. Um, so, okay, uh, she's the one. I thought it would be Ruby Riot, but okay, Sarah's going to get a push. That's what I was starting to think. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, Carmella. Oh, here comes Carmella. I'm like, all right, well, maybe maybe she'll still eliminate Carmella. But I'm like, wait, there's nothing to gain here. I can understand giving a push to Sarah. You know, her husband's in the war with the, the war raiders. Maybe they, they convinced, them, you know, let's give Sarah a run here. Uh, but I'm like, Carmella has nothing to gain. She's a dance break girl. She's still with our truth They haven't broken up that duo yet. They even got more time. We'll talk about later on the show. Uh, and there's nothing to gain here with Carmella unless something's happening. Yeah. Why did she win? Why did she win the battle royal? Yeah. For what? See, you see, I want people to understand something. It's not that we really have a problem with Carmella winning it. What we're saying is, is that lately Carmella is being utilized for seven second poses. And it's like, okay, you, you know, wouldn't you think, I know a lot of people thought, Hey, you know what? Let Oscar win it after what they did with her, with the women's title, the week before you know no not good enough all right maybe you know we'll have lacey evans enter the thing and what a way to fucking really debut with a bang on wrestlemania no instead 
she does the fucking you know looking at everybody which which that will stop very soon i i promise you all but you don't have someone in that whole fucking battle royal that could use a little rub right now to win the damn thing i mean tell me how the Carmella doesn't need any more elevation right now you know and it's not like she got lambasted on the internet you know over over the last week people making fun of her looks or calling her ugly or fat and WWE has this sympathy because it was funny the only um two people that got entrance music that I remember tonight for the women's match was Naomi and Asuka and Oscar, okay, you know, after what happened last week, you know, maybe that's you know why you why you do it. But Naomi mm-hmm. got entrance music too, and it's not nighttime. She's not feeling the glow. She's just dancing. And a lot of people thought that the reason why they gave Naomi the entrance music today, and you know, twenty other women in the ring, whoever it was, didn't get it, mm-hmm. is because of the uh, back and forth that she had online during the week about people saying that, you know, she feels entitled, she does it is, blah, 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 and it's like, okay, you know, you get, if, you're, if you gave her the entrance music because of her internet feud the last week, um, even more of a reason, then why did you fucking have Carmella win this thing? She didn't need that win. She's not getting elevated because of it. She's been a women's champion. She's doing a seven-second pose. Give it to someone who could use a little goddamn rub at the moment. That's For just, sure. I don't know, even Sonya Deville. I would have had no problem with Sonya Deville. Give it to Mandy Rose. Give it to somebody that could use a little bit of a rub. Now Carmella won the fucking thing, and you know what's going to happen? This is what's going to happen. Last week, I was going to play a game with you and the listeners out there. It was, how much do you remember last year's WrestleMania? And I was going to throw out questions from last year's WrestleMania, and I came up with five doozies that people really probably wouldn't remember. You know, who won the U.S. title last year? Don't remember. All right, it was Jinder Mahal. Well, that one, in fairness, it's so late. All right, well, I don't, I don't know if it was IC yeah. or, or US title, but Jinder Mahal won a belt last year. I, I think no. he won a belt. Well, he won a match at Mania. Do you remember who no. he defeated? Last year, was it Rusev? Oh, I think he, I think he might have been one of them. My point is, he faced four people last week, last year. Three different people. It was a four-way match. Mm-hmm. Um, you go through some of the things last year. There were people out there that forgot... That, that Matt Hardy won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal last that, year. That I, that I remember, because yeah. Webby kept talking about it on Twitter last yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, people are going to forget <laughs> about this. There ain't no fucking title shot attached to it. It was just mm-hmm. a battle royal. And I understand you want all the women to take part in the pay-per-view. Everybody gets a little something for, you know, for all the hard work that they do, but not at the fucking expense of seven and a half hours. And I'm not just singling out the women because there are other matches tonight as well. As we go through them, I'll say, was this really needed on pay-per-view? You know, tonight, you know? So we have Carmella winning the thing. Yep, fun eventful. Yeah, uh, next match on the pre-show, we had the Revival and Kurt Hawkins, uh, Revival versus Hawkins and Ryder. Uh, Kurt Hawkins going into that with a 0 and 269 <laughs> loss record over his last 269 matches. Yeah, you know, I know, I know a lot of people say that, you know, he had a, a you know, never, never won a match. No, no, no. He he had tag team goals in the past. You know, he no. just lost his last 269 matches. I was under the impression this was going to be on access. 
It ended up, yeah, it ended up on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to talk tomorrow about what happened with Bret Hart. I will get into the details. We'll name the asshole and we'll get into a few other things. But my question to you is this. Mm-hmm. I said this mm-hmm. last night right after it happened. And I was shocked at how many people, you know, I understand we're all wrestling fans. And I understand, you know, the old school mentality Fan enters the ring, you're entering sacred ground, and all bets are off, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, tell that to a fucking cop. Tell that to a cop when a wrestler, as angry as fucking Dash Wilder was yesterday, and I loved what Dash Wilder did. I loved what he did. From From a personal standpoint. How many of you out there hate somebody in your real life? Don't say Don Tony. Hate somebody in your real life and you just wish that somebody would just punch that motherfucker in the mouth and you would love every minute of it. Uh, Just because you like it doesn't mean that it should happen. And as much as he loves Bret Hart, wearing a heart jacket and everything, as much as this asshole was that charged the ring, you cannot sucker punch someone right in the mouth in front of... 20,000 people with all the cell phones out and think that you're not going to have a problem with it. Well, he's being held by four people, by the way. Yes. The guy was was wide open. The guy got cracked wide open. Yeah. I mean, again, I loved it. I loved it. But I loved it. I loved it too. But I've been, I've had to even tell guys with our security team, you know, last night, we got to let you go. Well, uh, that, that's, uh, it's happened. I've said that's been happened when bouncers have walked somebody out and one of the bouncers clocked the guy. It's happened many times in clubs I worked at. And that guy, that was his last night. Yeah. And it and, had to be that way. And let me just say this again we're all wrestling fans. Yep. And we all loved what Dash Wilder did. But yeah, for people, story. people out there right now listening that wrote yesterday and today, that you find it ridiculous uh, that people are saying that he shouldn't have done it because once you went to the ring, it's sacred sacred ground. What the fuck do you think? You think that trumps, and I don't mean president, you think that trumps law enforcement, legal lawsuits, police? What the fuck are you going to do in court? All you geniuses out there that wrote that shit. You be that person's attorney. You be Dash Wilder's attorney. Your Honor, though, he entered our ring and that's sacred ground and when you, that's that's a no-no. And when that's a no-no, we can do whatever I want because you're trespassing. No, when somebody fucking trespasses and they're being held down, if somebody tries to fucking rob my house and my father and my family's got him pinned to the ground, they're waiting for the cops, I can't fucking walk by with 10,000 camera phones and kick him in the face or punch him in the goddamn mouth. You motherfucker. Boom. That's for Bret Hart. Boom. That's for the anvil. Maybe not for that. What what, what, what you're doing is probably unraveling anything that could have came out of it from a legal perspective because now you're in the fucking mix of it. Now you're putting yourself in the mix. This motherfucker, if he was smart, he would get a lawyer, show that footage, and sue the fuck out of Dash Wilder and WWE. And I don't want that to happen. No, neither do I, but he can do it. You know, stop people out there. There's more to life than just cartoons, fucking gaming, Fortnite, and wrestling. Get your head out of your asses and understand the law and legal. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean, oh, then it should be okay. Oh, he entered the ring. It should be okay. You know, he was outside the ring going up the rampway held by six people. 
yeah, but look what he did earlier. Yeah, me personally, I love it. But my question to you is, do you think that the revival, remember, they were going to be on Access. Suddenly mm-hmm. it was on pre-show in front of that entire large audience. Mm-hmm. The WWE Network, a larger, larger audience. Do you think that they moved the match to the pre-show for the WWE Network for all the people live at the Coliseum, at the arena, and have the Revival lose the belts as uh, because they had to do it because of Dash Wilder's shot to the guy's face yesterday? I think it has a lot to do with it. I'm glad you're saying what you're saying because I was, and I knew that you would because you always kind of go down the, the road of legalities and what's legitimate and what's not. You know, like these bylaws that are in wrestling, like you said, DT. You go in there, you get what you get, but that you're right, DT. That's is that a law in the books that the police can look up and in the, in the, in the <laughs> register? You know, it's like the, the, it's like canceling nine one one, like you said. Yeah, DT, remember that canceling nine one one? No, 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 no officer. Yeah, just yeah, just hang up. Yeah, just hang up. Yeah, they don't no, no, care. officer. We we got this. You know, this is for, <laughs> Wait, no, you fucking kid. And Jack the knife. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. did it too. Oh, let's take the belt off. We're talking about pay-per-view recaps. We're talking about right. the matches here. We're not talking about every I, every single person who was involved in that melee. All right? right. We're talking about only Dash Wilder right now. I think there is a possibility that they took the titles off of them because they had to, because they had to give this. They, you got to understand something. WWE is very PC right now. Remember, mm-hmm. The Miz interrupted, I think, the Star-Spangled Banner at a house show. And because, yeah. I think, Finley was the agent for that They're house show, him. they fired him for twelve uh, for 10 months. All right? They're very PC. And there's going to be some people out there that are going to say, wow, you know, look what this guy did. He sucker punched him. So maybe WWE, to be politically correct and make it look like that they are taking some disciplinary action. They took the belts off of the revival, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let let me say this, DT, they had to do something like that because you're right. They can't say, well, you know, we're, we're about, you know, peace and harmony and like it's all fun entertainment. But let me tell you something, kids, you go in that ring, we're going to fuck you up. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't do that. Now I'll say this, DT, bad job by MSG, oh, excuse me, Barclays Center security. No. And I saw the, the, the cops did meet the wrestlers who were escorting the guy once Dot Wilder hit him. The guy was out on his feet. I'm sure you saw it, DT. Huh? The guy went down. Mm-hmm. He was bleeding. You could see him bleeding. The cops met them. Regular cops were at the entrance of when they were going towards the exit and then ushered him out through like that sideway but uh because the guy was out on his feet after a while to hit him he cre- he knocked him out i think the guy was out on his feet literally. Well, i you know we'll talk about it more tomorrow but i will yeah, we'll get into uh, brett and that be a brett situation yeah, I, I will say this you know uh, fans out there they're saying oh now fans shouldn't be at the hall of fame ceremony no no what the next time a fan jumps the ring during raw oh fans shouldn't be on raw anymore and the next time a fan jumps the ring during a pay-per-view they should only be able to watch it on the screen there's always going to be a possible situation when you got 20 fucking thousand people in the crowd and you have people drinking some people drinking and, and you got 40 cops and you got some wrestlers at ringside somebody at some time is going to get through 
There are YouTube videos that last 10, 15 minutes long, and all they are are fans hitting the ring all throughout the years. Just yep. because you got one jack-off that does what he did yesterday, you don't all of a sudden, oh, I think WWE should reconsider the Hall of Fame. In front of, why? Because the people in the ring are way past their prime and old, and they can't defend themselves, that it's okay during a Raw or SmackDown or a pay-per-view, but not at the Hall of Fame? Please, stop with your stupidity. Yep. Anyway, um, so uh, Hawkins' streak is over. Right. I um I'm very happy for him. Me too. I'm happy for both of those guys. I I actually like it. But I'm like concerned about his future because the minute he loses those belts, he is no longer has anything special attached to him right now. Right. You know, Kurt Hawkins, after a while, you know, it was a PSA. He would go see kids here and there, and the PSA is, look, you lose, you keep trying, you keep trying, you keep getting on your feet. It's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get up. Well, he right. got on his feet and he won. So now that little uh, thing is pretty much history. So once those belts are done, you know, what's going to happen with Kurt Hawkins? I'm a little concerned. Yeah, I like his Jets uh, outfit, uh, which was pretty. He's a big Jets Mets fan, as you know. He always because it incorporates the colors. Uh, you know, Hawkins has been there for a long time, and talk about deserving. Now, listen, he's no Kofi Kingston, but I don't think the fans will ever get behind him that way. But it was cool to see him and Ryder. They're real friends in real life. Two Long Island guys, two New York guys. So I was good with the whole thing. Yeah. Um, the other show on uh, other match on the pre-show. We actually should have got into this one first because this was the Tony first Nees, one. Yeah. Tony Nese. And please, everyone, please, I, I, in the chat room, I know you want to get noticed, but please don't write this stupidity. Well, he still has the single streak of all the losses. He, his streak is over. If the streak mm -hmm. wasn't over, the announcers wouldn't have said tonight, the streak is over. Did you watch the pre-show? Or are you just <laughs> trying to get your name announced? Just for that, you're not. Um... We had a singles match before anything yeah. else tonight. Tony Nese winning the Cruiserweight title over Buddy Murphy. I, I That came out of left field. I'm happy for Tony Nese. Yeah, I got that wrong, too. I got yeah. that match wrong, too. Yeah, Jesus. me too. Um, I, he, look, he's got awesome abs. I seen him work in Long Island before he became, you know, star. Oh, you've seen him on the Yeah, sure, show? sure. Um, he's definitely talented. But am I missing something here? Is there a connection with the fans that I don't know about? Uh, no, not that I know of. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, look, he's he's have been given a bad, you know, uh, break in WWE because there were a couple of times over the last couple of years that you just felt like, wow, this guy's really got something, but they don't do anything with him, and then yeah. boom, out of nowhere, he gets it. I know Buddy Murphy was uh, overseas. You know, there's a lot of rumblings about visa problems. Yeah, I, I, if he got it straightened out, you know, I don't would think it would be a stupid reason if that's what they partly use to take the title off of him right now. I just don't see Tony. I hope Tony Nese can really build on this and really connect with the crowd because um, if not, that belt will be off of him with it before you know it. 
He reminds me of a wrestler from a long time ago named Brady Boone. I don't know if you remember Brady Yeah, sure, Boone. sure. Um, then he became Battle Cat in WWE for a little while. Um, he just looks like Brady. If anybody looks up Brady Boone from 1988, he looks like Tony Nese, except not as dieseled out with his abs. Um, great wrestler, really small guy. He looks a little bit like Elias from a physical sense, from the face and the beard and the, the eyes. He looks like Elias. Um, he's good. He's got to get a little bit of personality. I, I saw while I was watching the red carpet today in the Hall of Fame. I tried to watch the whole thing. I was catching up on everything I could today as soon as I got up. Um, and they interviewed him. He was with his girlfriend. He seems personable, but I, I don't know a lot about the man. I, I want to kind of get to know him a little bit more. He doesn't get a lot of mic time. Um, then again, Buddy Murphy wasn't much of a talker. So they got to get a 205 guy, live guy, repping the company who could really be something and talk and be magnetic. At least, you know, fucking what's his name? Enzo had personality and was bringing some attention to that thing. It's, it's, they got great wrestlers, but they got no one who could talk. Right. Yeah. I hope he could build with it. I just, you know, I'm a fan of his. Not, mm-hmm. you know, he's just not someone that, oh, I got to see Tony Nese today. I just mm-hmm. hope that he could build on it because it's you know, like, I'm just felt left with, you know, with this feeling like, okay, now what? Yeah, so, now what? Exactly. Yeah. Next, uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, Colin Joe's trying to get the cheap heat wearing the Odell Beckham Jr. Cleveland Browns jersey. Um, We talked about some individual wrestlers getting their own entrance music during a women's match. This time we had the SNL rejects getting entrance themes. Strowman and the Hardys, they, they all got entrance themes as well. Um, soon as the match started, uh, the SNL rejects, they hit under the ring, which is really the way to go because, you know, you, they didn't, there was no training, you know, Hey, no, just stand no. in the ring. <laughs> That's really what it was. Stand in the ring when the bell hits, hide under the ring. And at the very end, when, uh, the Hardys are trying to eliminate Braun Strowman, you go back in the ring and you try to throw him. And then when, uh, he, he, you're unsuccessful and he turns around this one backs in the corner. This one goes here. And, you know, you you pretend like you want to jump over the ring. Braun will stop you. And then he'll, you know, connect once in the face and you leave the ring. And the other Matarats, you know, well, you know, what's funny about that whole thing. Uh, a lot, the very end, when he throws Colin Jost over the rope. Right. It was just like. Oh, conveniently, there's seven wrestlers who were eliminated in the Battle Royal like much earlier in the match, and they just happened to stick around ringside. What, were they taking selfies with fans? Were they posing with Kofi Kingston's children? Like, he throws them over the rope, and there's like seven wrestlers like, okay, we'll catch you, you know, we'll catch you. Yeah, yeah, throw it this way. Motherfucker should have threw him on the floor on the mat. Hopefully, since he's not trained, he would have fucking had a little whiplash, bang his head against the floor, and say, no thanks, WWE. I'll just stick with bad acting in SNL instead. And please, people out there, don't say to me, oh, you're just jealous because he's banging. I don't even know who the fuck the person he's banging. I could care less. Get her pregnant. Have children. Have fucking grandchildren. God bless you all. But, you know, again, you put these two fucking rejects in that ring, not even funny, not even entertaining. Um, it was just not necessary. It just, you know, I remember the first time they did this battle royal a couple of years ago and they had the Andre the Giant cheese trophy because it's got the color of cheese at ringside and every wrestler would come out for their match. They would look at the Andre trophy and smile. They would touch it. 
you know, not Joey Ryan and the nuts touching, but they would just touch it, embrace it that yeah. they, you know, and then, you know, it was just like such an awesome tribute. And now this is what the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is, you know, is left with. And we yeah. have to go through seven and a half hours of this crap. The only thing, the only other part that I liked throughout the whole entire match was that brief little stare down between Luke Harper and Braun Strowman, but we didn't get anything from that. No, we got nothing. We got nothing. And also, because uh, some people are talking about it in the chat, uh, Luke Harper did not look like himself. As a matter of fact, he looked like he lost about 40 pounds. Uh, real th- little thin. He had the little walk together, nose to nose with Braun at one point. And yeah, Braun just that. was so much. Yeah, no, I know, yeah. but I'm just saying. But he, he didn't look anything like himself. He's been thin for a while. I mean, and you know, let's, let's say it too. Braun Strowman, man. He fucking dropped some poundage too. He's on some special diet. He looked jacked. Jacked. I mean, yeah, he looks like a more defined. Cut. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think more Luke Harper looked all that bad. He, he. Look, I think if people go back, and I really mean this, I'm not saying you know. Look, and I'll be. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't check it, but you haven't seen him on TV in a while. And I'm saying that to everybody out there. So you remember him, Wyatt family, Luke Harper. No matter no matter what, that's what your immediate memory is because that's the longest memory we have. If you go and you look back at Luke Harper from right before he went off TV, he actually looks pretty close to the same of what he is now. He had dropped that weight for a while. In fact, I remember we did a show where we said, man, that guy's dropped like 20 or 30 pounds and he looks like he's in unbelievable shape. I, this was yeah. at the time when he was doing the movie or the TV oh, show. Okay. We talked about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, he just looked a little bit gaunt to me. That's the best, best way to describe it. Yeah. And Mortis, I really did grab John Draper's penis last night. I did the oh, Joey Ryan Robert. grab. Yeah, I grabbed his penis. People oh, can see the photos on Twitter, and you'll see why. Um, so now we got the pay-per-view. Uh, Alexa Bliss opens up the pay-per-view, um, trying to pump up the crowd. Hogan's music hits. And like I said online, shout-out to all the jerk-offs out there that you know insisted that Hogan's pop the last time he was on TV was because everybody was just in the mind of paying tribute to Mean Gene Oakland, and it was a polite pop. Well, explain it tonight. Who died yesterday? That fucking Hogan got this unbelievable pop tonight. He got a massive pop. Fans love him. Fans understand that, you know, you, you got sometimes give people a benefit of the doubt, you know, and he has done done nothing you know, since that incident, you know, saying that really horrible language, you know, when he was, you know, banging uh, Heather Clem. And, yeah. you know, look, originally I felt that he apologized because he got busted. I think he was sorry because he got caught. Um, yeah. I honestly think that over the last bunch of years, he has really grown and understood why that is toxic now. There are There's a lot of things of today that even 10 years ago, are, are considered toxic. And that didn't make someone bad 10 years ago. It's just that you have to understand now, look at uh, what, what's going on with Biden, that he would like kiss people on the cheek or smell their hair. Yeah, it's a little creepy and everything, but we knew this for fucking eight, nine years. Yeah. So it shouldn't be a big thing now. We knew that for nine years, so it wasn't. You know, nine years ago, it was all, oh, Joe Biden, you know, creepy, you know, creepy. But that's yeah. all it was. Now it's like he shouldn't run for president. 
the fuck? You should have said nine years ago he shouldn't be vice president. Exactly. I mean, my God, how can you say he couldn't run for president, but it was okay that he was vice president? My point is, is that I, I have to give benefit of the doubt to Hogan. I understand people who are black that are still very, very angry and upset and bitter at Hulk Hogan. Totally understandable. But at some mm-hmm. point, you you have to sometimes give the person a benefit of the doubt of redemption. And Hogan, even if Hogan inside his heart right now still is this, says to himself, I didn't mean anything, brother. I didn't do it to be malice, brother. It's just the way I talked. It's the streets, brother. He might still feel that way. But outside, he'll. I don't think he'll ever do that stupidity ever again. And a lot of fans want to, you know, let it go. You know, he's, you know, he's paid a pet, uh, you know, he's, he's had his, what is that, penance? Is that the, the right word? Penance. 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 He's had his penance now for quite some time. He was removed from wrestling. He was removed from the Hall of Fame. He was banished. He was embarrassed. I wish he would have gone on more speaking tours and let fucking regular people tell him to his face that is fucked up hulk he i don't think he could handle it because he just blocks people on twitter you know the minute you insult him, he blocks you on twitter so can you imagine when he goes out in front of fucking high school kids or teenagers can't block them brother can't have him escort out of the arena brother you got to sit there and take your medicine so it was cool to see him get that pop tonight. But right at the very end, you know, before Hogan could walk to the back, here comes Paul Heyman. That's true. And yeah, Paul Heyman, good. you know, power walking to the ring, gets in the ring, gets on the microphone, and says that if they're not going on last, then they'd rather just finish early and head out to Vegas. Now, I know some people out there immediately thought, ah, AEW, double or nothing. Holy shit. I wouldn't (laughs) jump that far, everyone, because, you know, people like to troll with words. So I'm not, you know, don't don't jump the gun. But um, we have the opening match on the pay-per-view on WrestleMania, the main main card. Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins with a cool little Beast Slayer intro. Nothing compared to Triple H, as we'll get into later. Um, basically what went down in this match, very simple. Brock Lesnar before the bell, beating the fuck out of Seth Rollins. Um, just, you know, outside the ring, doing this for several minutes, you know, brings him back in the ring, you know, ref, all his job at the time is, you okay to go? It's a fucking yes or no answer. I heard this Matarats like seven times. You okay to go? You okay to go? So Brock Lesnar throws Rollins back out of the ring, beats him up a little bit more. They finally hit the bell, and then um, Rollins got a brief ref bump, and when he did, he low-blowed Lesnar, hit him with a couple of shots. The next thing you know, three early curb stomps, one, two, three. The match for our patrons that took part in the contest, the tiebreaker, the official match time, well, as of the beginning of the show, was two minutes 30 seconds. For opening wow. match, Seth Rollins wins the belt in two and a half minutes. Wow. Gee, yeah, I didn't realize it was that short. Two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes. I thought it was about four minutes. Damn. No, nope. two and a half minutes. Wow. Jeez. So what do you think, DT, real quick, Lesnar's future? Um, I'm, I think 
that probably the best thing right now is for him to take some time off. Uh, right. You know, WWE's going to be going back to Saudi Arabia. Uh, I think Saudi Arabia may offer him the big payday again, so he may be, you know, going to Saudi Arabia. Who knows? I mean, right. maybe we will find out that, you know, he's not going to be under contract or, uh, much longer. No, maybe, yeah, maybe he's under contract now for another year or two, and maybe they give him a little time off for the time being. I think right now, WWE, and I, I mentioned this in the predictions last week about... Mm -hmm. Six weeks, seven weeks ago, even before they announced Rollins versus Lesnar Mania, I had done an episode of Breakfast Soup with Mish, and I said, Mish, you notice something about Brock Lesnar? Ever since he was doing his little thing with Braun Strowman, they have, it seems like WWE has intentionally put him up against small guys. I'm not yeah. just talking about average size wrestlers, I'm talking about small guys. Finn Balor, Daniel Bryan, um, someone else that's escaping me right now, he, he was facing small guys one after the other. And I thought that that was prepping um, the suspension of disbelief. Because you remember, um, up until this year, every time somebody would say, you know, give Finn Balor a title shot. And people are like, you ridiculous? Look at Brock Lesnar's size. Look at Finn Balor's size. Oh, yeah. AJ Styles. Thank you, Jeffrey. Um, you know, everybody would, would uh, not everybody, but a large number of, Listeners would say, Lesnar against Finn Balor, you nuts. Blah, 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 blah. That's all we would hear. But then, yeah. you know, in the last bunch of months, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, now when he faced Finn Balor, okay, you know what? Maybe Balor won't win, but he could probably put up a fight. And now we're used to Lesnar battling smaller guys. Yeah. So now Rollins is the fourth person on the list. And yes, Andy, you know, he said it was preparation for Rollins to get Lesnar. And now, since you you kept that with Lesnar, you can't start changing that. Because if you do have Lesnar to stick around, and he's got if he ends up feuding with someone else, you want to be able to have that luxury that he can face a smaller person, and nobody out there is going to really say, oh, he, the guy's too small. You know, because then you got to go through the whole thing of trying to build up that suspension of disbelief again. I just wonder, you know, who's going to be Rollins' first feud? I said Drew McIntyre for a while now. I still think that's going to happen. It's possible. I think I agree with you. You know, tomorrow's the night after WrestleMania. So that's we are having debuts. Big yeah. Big night. And there may be a title change tomorrow as well. So what? that's why we're not going to stay too much on... What's going to happen next? Because tomorrow may actually answer some of those questions. So, you know, plus it's one seventeen in the morning here right yeah, now in New York. Exactly. I got to get up in four hours and 13 minutes. I got to get up at eight myself. Yeah. So, um, but uh, next match on the card, we had Randy Orton versus AJ Styles very early in the card. Not a bad match. Um, you know, I really enjoyed uh, Randy doing the Cowboy Bob Orton superplex from the top yeah. rope. But I don't know, it just felt like something was missing in this match. It just just felt like it was there. But uh, we had AJ Styles defeating Randy Orton. Yeah, I, I, I think I got that one right, too. Um, I, I don't know. It, it just it didn't have any kind of epic feel with these two kind of leg legacies and legends that they are. It was kind of the battle of the King of the Indies versus Randy, who's like, you know, just 
basically like a lifer in the WWE and is a highly decorated guy. And they're both around the same age at the same stage of their career. AJ, maybe a year or two longer. Um, Randy's on the cusp of 40. AJ's over 40. Um, and like I said, as all the, you know, the, the kind of the two, you know, guys at the twilight of their career, who's better, who's, who, who's had a more respectable career, but it, there, there was nothing epic. And I guess, again, for time constraints or whatever, it was positioned at a good spot on the card, but I didn't think the crowd was that into it, to be honest. I don't think you. this I, match it, was necessary in the first place. No. Probably not, but they wanted to get Orton and AJ, who were two big players, million-dollar guys, renewed a million-dollar contract for AJ, making a lot of money. Justify it. Put him in the ring with Orton, another yeah. million-dollar player. You're not going to put them in the Battle Royal. No, I, I understand, but it's like when I have a fantasy baseball team and I have 30 players and there's only 25 on the roster, I no. can't say you know, to, to, man, to the management – you know, could you make it 27? You know, I got these two players, AJ Styles and Randy Orton. They, they really have to be on here in some capacity. They, they, they just have to. No, they don't just have to. You know, it's one WrestleMania. It's, it's one fucking event out of the whole year. I understand it's the biggest one. But tell me what this match at Mania ended up doing. Nothing. 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 I, yeah. that, that match I don't think was needed. Um, yeah. Next match was your tag team match. The Usos retained the tag titles, uh, defeating the bar, Ricochet and Alice the Black, Rusev and Nakamura. Basically, yeah. um, at the, you know, it was one cool moment where Cesaro, I, I, I don't think he had ever done the swing longer. He did it to Ricochet, and it was just, yeah. you thought it would never end. Um, basically, towards the end of the match, everybody was going hitting their finishers. The Usos got the upper hand on, to, on Sheamus. They did the double splash on Sheamus for the one, two, three. Yeah. I was hoping Alistair Black, in frustration of constantly losing these title matches with Ricochet, yeah. that he would have turned on Ricochet. But as soon as they went back to the announcers, you realize that wasn't happening tonight. Yeah, true. You know, this match was good. Um, but again, you know, if you would have watched that match on SmackDown... I don't think anybody would have felt any different. It just, you know, it was a fun match, but WrestleMania, I don't know. It just didn't stand out for me. Um, it didn't. It should have, but it just didn't. No. Um, next, we had uh, the Hall of Famers come out. Um, DX, yeah. obviously, the headliner, and that was nice to see. I tell you, man, I am so, like, impressed on how great the Honky Tonk Man looks. Cause he, he did a good job. He yeah, lost he a, a lot job. of weight. A lot, and of he he looked good, and he he was he gave. I watched the Hall of Fame. I know it's not about the Hall of Fame, but I watched I watched the Hall of Fame, and I was he opened the Hall of Fame. He was good. He gave a good speech. He wasn't snarky or okay. He was grateful. He made the crowd laugh. And when he did the honky tonk man and sang outside, it was not cringeworthy like Bad Street where Michael Hayes did it. It actually was fun. Or when Hillbilly Jim did the, you know his thing. The Conky Talk Man actually, the crowd looked happy. Now, granted, he opened the show. People were amped at that point. It was the beginning of the show. But he handled the crowd great, and he, he fit in the suit great. The hair, he finally cut the back of that hair. Thank God. Uh, he looked great. I got to give Honky Tonk Man credit. He completely, uh, he was one of the top two, top three uh, speeches last night at the Hall of Fame. Yep. He was good. Yep. Next, we had Shane versus The Miz. Um, basically, the synopsis of this was uh, a lot of brawling early on. Yep. Uh, early in the match, Shane hit uh, Miz in the head with a monitor. 
He was about to do a dive from the top rope onto Mr. Table. Miz's father, motherfucker, goes out of the front row, stands in front of his son. Um, all of a sudden, he's got a set of balls, uh, enters the ring. Uh, Shane McMahon is like in disbelief, takes off his jacket, and he's got a pose like he's ready to fight. So it was funny. Shane McMahon repositioned. Miz's father's hands, like how to properly have a fighting stance, but Shane originally pretends to brush him off, and then he actually nails a couple of cheap shots onto Miz's father. Yeah. Um, Miz's father just laying like a fucking, you know, bare rug on the floor. <laughs> I mean, he's kicking him, and he's just laying there. It's just like, all right, you know, you look like a, you know, like a woman drugged. You know, you're like pushing her, and you're filming her. Like, look, everybody, yeah. she's drugged. She's not even moving. Look, and you push her. He's like a fucking bare rug on the floor. Oh One that God. looks like he smells. No, no, you know, nothing personal, <laughs> but. No, you know, when JBL in the pre-show said he, he just got that face you want to punch in the face, yeah, he Ooh. does. I'm telling you, he looks like the fucking geek from high school in the 70s. Come on, guys. Mm. You know, giving him a wedgie, fucking, you know, spitting in his food, you know, tearing up his home rug. Come on, guys. He just got that look, you know. I'm just sorry. But um, when Miz realized that his father got beat up, you know, Miz with the 18 times saying the same thing. Dad, you're all right. You know, somebody get all help. Dad, you're right. Somebody get help. Dad, you're right. Somebody got, you know, at least do it in different languages to try to, like, cover it up. I mean, it was just a little too much. But then he starts beating the fuck out of Shane McMahon. Now, it was amazing that of all the shows that there was the only person that said, you know, that Shane was winning. I was also the only person that said Seth Rollins was winning, but... Shane, um, I always thought from the get-go that he was going to win this. Um, it just felt that way. They brawled to the back. They started brawling on some of the uh, production equipment. At one point, Shane bounced off a golf cart uh, over a railing onto the floor that looked pretty pretty sick. I mean, it was only about 10 feet down, but when you fall on cement like that, it was, it was pretty brutal. Um... He then, I don't know if he legit injured his leg, but he started climbing up a cameraman's booth, and you realize that that's where the spot was going to be and probably the end of the match. So he's climbing up this booth with only one leg, and Miz follows, and is standing on top of this big camera booth, cameraman's booth, and no. uh, Shane is walking backwards, and he's on the edge, and there's nowhere to go. It's like a bad movie when you're standing on a cliff, and you look behind yeah. and you see that little pebble that goes, and then you see the little plume of like spoke on the bottom. And you're like, okay, I'm fucked. <laughs> so Miz, you know, is is teasing. He's going to throw him off. Shane's apologizing. So Miz starts beating on him. And then next thing you know, Miz uh, picks him up for a suplex. They both fall <laughs> off the cameraman booth onto a padded area, obviously. Yeah. And when they fell, Shane McMahon's uh, arm was on top of Miz. So it wasn't an intentional pin, but Shane on his arm on Miz, the referee starts counting, one, two, three, Shane McMahon's your winner. Yeah, I mean, I'm, again, and I think you pick Shane. Right? I pick Shane, yes. Yeah, I, I don't, again, what's to be gained by unless Shane continues this heelish character or he's, he's doing something as the SmackDown GM. Um, I thought Miz needed the win to sort of to really get him over as a solid baby face who's a top guy. 
I don't understand why Miz didn't win. I don't understand the booking. It's another Carmella thing. It makes me scratch my head. I don't get it. I don't know. All along, I thought Shane was, there was not even a doubt that Shane was going to get this. Like, Miz, if you remember last week's prediction, I said Miz would get his physical revenge on Shane. But yeah. in the end, Shane McMahon would get the win. I think that was the right way to go. You know, again, this was this is maybe a case where WWE has to go against the grain, so it's not you know the majority out there. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. So, yeah. but um, next we had the women's tag team match. Uh, you know, Bet Phoenix, Natty uh, versus Nia and Tamina versus the Iconics versus Sasha and Bailey. Um, a majority of us out there felt that, okay, they're going to take the belts off of Sasha and Bailey. I wouldn't be surprised if they get them back, you know, not maybe immediately, but I think they'll get that them back sooner than later. Next but pay-per-view? I don't know about the next pay-per-view, but, you know, I haven't thought, of, thought about it all that much, but uh, don't count them out as being tag champs. I think WWE wants to have them have multiple title reigns, Bailey and Sasha, but... Uh, at the very end, Beth Phoenix went to hit her finisher off the top rope on Bailey, and she succeeds. But next thing you know, the Iconics, who were uh, playing dead outside the ring for about six minutes, they ran back in the ring. They threw Beth Phoenix out of the ring. And um, I, I'm trying to think, um, which one got the pin? I'm trying to uh, Billy Kay. Billy Kay, yes. She... Uh, Immediately, like, they threw Beth Phoenix out of, out of the ring. And um, she pins Bailey one, two, three out of nowhere. They get the tag belts, you know, crying in the ring. The crowd, let's be honest, everyone. The crowd, I, I thought maybe there was a beach ball or something, but the crowd <laughs> actually popped at the abrupt. I don't, I think very few people. The beach ball. I thought very uh, few people expected them to win. And I, I did, like I said, I just I tagged Joey Dummers because he had uh, picked them too. And I know John gave him a hard time about it. And he's like, I think Kevin Castle picked them too on, on the DTKC show. And I was like, I just, again, and I think Joey said the same. I, there's just this feeling that we might not believe in them, but for some reason, someone in the office does. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know, man. You know, uh, you know look, they see something that hasn't developed yet. Uh, that's possible, but right now they are dismal in the ring. Just yeah, pay attention. Look, everyone out there, you know, forget about their tits, forget about their ass, forget about their physique, forget about how pretty they are. Just watch the wrestling. Just watch the in-ring action. Mm -hmm. Very, very sloppy. Very um, out of sync. A, sometimes a split second too late. And if you think a split second is nitpicking, again, watch the finish when Dana Brooke got eliminated. Just watch that. Watch that up close, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Look, they got it. You know, good. Let's see what they do with it. I think that their title reign will be very, very short. I think that they'll they'll basically brag and scream and try to be annoying. And some idiot in the back is going to be like, yeah, that's, that's what we want. That's the heel heat. No, we don't fucking give a shit. The funny thing about it is if if the, if I was the last man on earth and the only thing I had was a laptop and I was lonely and I turned the laptop on and the only web page that was working right now was fucking iconics.com 
I would not whip out the Jitjel rag. I feel sacrilegious. Mm-hmm. I don't like them as wrestlers, so I'm going to fucking be, you know, I'm going to feel like, okay, it's the Jitjel rag. No, I don't get off my TV, so I think they're going to brag, be annoying, and I think they're going to abruptly lose it, and as shocked as they were to win it, they'll be just as shocked when they lose it. Yeah, again, let's see what they do. I think they maybe think with their interview, with their, you know, the way they uh, cut their promos and, like, now they'll get on the fans' nerves that they're the champions and stuff and they'll be the heels that everybody wants to see get beat because they're obnoxious with screaming and yelling. So maybe that's what WWE is thinking. It'll be more fun when they get beat again. Yeah. So maybe that's the, the chase, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. Well, Iconics, you do women's tag champs. Um, next on the list, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Early on, Biggie came out with a gift box. Uh, nobody knew it was inside. It was big enough to hold the title. And I know a lot of people out there immediately, there's a new title inside, and then Biggie's going to knock him out with it. Well, it didn't happen. Um, I, I love the Biggie turning on Kofi storyline. I love it. I don't know if they'll do it. But the one thing that we said last week in the predictions is and I said this for many weeks now that WWE was going to have Kofi's win carbon copy Sasha and Bailey the moment in the ring the hugging the crying the tears the crowd choked up an absolute feel good moment they're not going to divert from that at all and uh Biggie if they do that down the line Tonight was not the night to do it. No. So we had a great back and forth match. And, um, you know, it was just excellent. And I said this online earlier today. Well, it was it was good. I, I did like it. I was busting balls. And anybody who was even saying, hey, you, you know, my God, you turn into like another, you turn into like a constant complainer. I, it was jokes. It was all jokes. There was nothing. I loved the match. I thought it was great. I made fun of the fact that 50% of diehard Kofi Kingston fans were only that as of eight weeks ago. Well, That's all I was saying. That I agree with you. I mean, yeah. look, there are, I, I know for a fact that there are listeners that New Day is their favorite. No, yeah, no, I know. My, my friend's son, son, he's a big New Day there's, fan. There's yeah. a difference between joining the Kofi bandwagon and the momentum and saying you were a diehard fan of Kofi Kingston because let's be honest, there wasn't many of you out there that said, I am a diehard for Kofi Kingston fan. He's got to win. Oh yeah. Name your favorite. Yeah. Name your favorite three wrestlers. Yeah. I I mean, but we've said once we heard that he was going to get the shot at mania, we have said on this show, 100% that we would love to see Kofi get that title. All right, yeah, uh, superstar nice Billy Graham is one of my favorites growing up. One of my first ever website I ever had. He was smack right in the front of the website with Bruiser Brody on the left, superstar Billy Graham on the right. And um, I fucking loved that guy. Once he started with Chris Jericho, you're the devil. I'm going to kill you, Chris Jericho. Then I started being like, okay, this guy's getting a little like bitter, a little too much. Mm. And then, you know, he sells the Hall of Fame ring. And it's just like over the years, like, all right, I'm bitter until I get a check. You know, then I'm not bitter anymore. And is that? And then he's just angry. And it comes off as anger that they're putting a 190-pound wrestler in a heavyweight title match. 
Where the fuck were you when Mikey Whipwreck won it? Where the fuck were you when Rey Mysterio won it? Where the fuck were... You know what I'm saying? Like, in the past, we've had small guys win. Coffee Kingston is lighter than others. But yeah. the thing is, is that it's the right time. And we used to have this moniker that we would see on TV that uh, it, it it's never been more true that anything can happen in the WWE. Anything can happen. Not anything that can happen over 200 pounds. Anything can happen means that anything can happen. Sometimes no. you go to a fucking restaurant and you see this ugly fucking guy that looks like Miz's dad with a supermodel, and he didn't pay for her. You know, it is anything yeah. can happen. You could win a lotto. You know, you might be able to land a job you never thought you would get. You might get approved for a credit card you never ex thought you would get either. Anything can happen in wrestling. And you know what? What is so wrong? Since this is entertainment, it's, I hate using words real or fake. It's entertainment. Right. It's suspension of disbelief. It is fake. It is theater. So what is wrong with entertainment doing a little diversion and say, you know what, we'll put it on this guy. Yeah. So I, I loved it. I'm happy. I was pissed off that WWE leaked out the new Kofi champion T-shirt sure. about yeah, was, 10 minutes before the match happened, which really sucked. You know, I wanted the suspension of disbelief of not knowing who was going to win. But, yeah. you know, once I saw the shirt and that annoyance sank in a little bit, then I smiled and I said, okay, he's going to win it. And then we were just waiting to see where was the moment he was going to win it. And um, he won the belt. And as we said, a lot of emotion. Uh, Xavier crying, other wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, JTG, who looks like he's been, uh, you know, eating at the, the restaurants a little bit much. He was sitting front row and was doing selfies as Kofi won, and, and he was ecstatic, happy. Everybody was happy. And the one thing that I said on Twitter earlier today that I hope everybody, you know, whether you like him or not, um, should really, really think about this. You know, as happy as you, you maybe not as happy as Kofi, but you should really appreciate Daniel Bryan too. All right, because Daniel Bryan went from the Yes Movement to being retired, to coming back to a very emotional, you know, comeback not too long ago. And to go from that clear-cut baby face that just beloved to becoming a credible, outstanding antagonist because Kofi, even though we would have rooted for Kofi, you needed Daniel Bryan to be a big-time antagonist. The more Daniel Bryan got in, and I know some people may not like this, but you are absolutely right what you said in the chat room, Jason. Daniel Bryan helped tremendously to have Kofi get over even more. He did, yeah. Bryan is an unsung hero in this whole thing. He really is. So you have to, you know, as, as much as we applaud Kofi, do not forget, you know, like you see movies, Academy Awards, Best Actor. Well, there's also Best Supporting Actor. And I think, you know, Daniel Bryan obviously is the best supporting actor here. He deserves a huge amount of credit. And if I was Kofi, I'm sure he one of the first persons he met backstage was Daniel uh, Bryan and um, thanked him tremendously. Deserved yeah. that, deserved that uh, appreciation. Yeah. 
I just hope people yeah. think of that also. Yeah, I agree with you, DT. The unsung hero. What a boy, as Carlito said in Carlito's way, Al Pacino, what a man has to come to and what a difference in five years makes. Uh, five years ago, Daniel Bryan was Kofi Kingston. And five years later, Daniel Bryan didn't have a damn person cheering him in that crowd. Unbelievable, even as a heel. Yeah. He, you know, it was all about Kofi Kingston, and Daniel was there to do the honors. Yep. What a difference five years makes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now to take away some of that happiness, we had a backstage segment with the SNL rejects <laughs> once again. Take away from it. Yeah, at least mm-hmm. we had Hall and Nash playing proctologist, you know, Kevin Nash putting the, the the latex gloves on and, you know, whatever. It was funny. I It was nice to see Hall and Nash. Uh, next we have, and it, this I felt bad for. We have Rey okay. Mysterio versus Samoa Joe. Now we all knew that Rey's got the ankle injury. So I think we all expected the match to either not happen or end quickly. But the funny thing about it was all throughout the night, they had guest commentators. You know, they had Jerry Lawler come out for a match. They had Paige come out for a match. They they, they had, you know, uh, others come out for the match. Well, they had Booker T come out to be guest commentator in the Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe match. And as soon as he started talking about 45 seconds later, the match was over. He's like, oh, I, I guess my work is done. Yeah. So Booker T was out there for like a minute. It was pretty funny um, the way it went down. But uh, yeah, Samoa was- Joe won it right off the bat. I mean, choked out Rey Mysterio in about a minute. DT, uh, was that the way you think it was supposed to go? Time constraints or Rey Mysterio being hurt? Rey Mysterio being hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Rey Mysterio being hurt because... Uh, you're not going to squash Ray Mysterio. You might do that to Mustafa Ali, but I don't think you're going to do that to Ray if he's 100%. Yeah. And you don't know. <clears throat> it could have been possible that... Remember, and I want people to remember this, and this, I think, is a telltale sign that you know this one-minute squash was because of injury. What do we have on TV a week or two ago? Who's out on TV with Ray? Uh, Dominic? Yeah, son. And we all thought, oh, my God, Dominic's going to get involved. He's going to get involved in the match. You know, we can't have bullies. Where the fuck were you, Dominic? You wanted to be up close and personal to see that bully. Where were you? He was nowhere around. He was in the back, you know, with Chocha Huayna, whatever that is. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, he was nowhere to be found. He was just dropped. He was immediately dropped. So I think as soon as Ray Ray got the injury, okay, you know, Dominic and, you know, another place, another time. Yeah. So next, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Um, I don't know if anybody took notice, but uh, early on, it seemed like WWE really dropped the volume on the crowd reaction. I'm amazed that WWE, if they did do that, I know Botchamania and others noticed it as well. I'm amazed that WWE would think that fans were going to boo this guy. But people said that Roman Reigns actually got some boos tonight. and Some boos were mostly cheer. When he won, people were happy. Because yeah. they're, not, they're not invested in McIntyre, though, Look, DT. The crowd's not invested in McIntyre. Other than Kofi, not everybody is going to get 98% crowd cheers. And, some uh, got nothing. Some didn't get anything. No. Um, I you know We pointed out last week that Roman's got some boos last week. You know, yeah. Right now, I would say it's probably like 90-10 as far as no, cheers go. I don't, pl- you know, look, there's always going to be people that are going to, you know, boo someone that really doesn't deserve it. Right now, as I said last week, Roman Reigns has done nothing to warrant boos. And 
I, yours truly, is a guy that has never been a Roman Reigns fan. I don't put him in the same category as the Iconics of Dana Brooke. I understand his role, and it's a very important one. And I said early in his career, he was going to have the John Cena push. He was going to be that role model. And um, I never liked him on TV. Nothing personal. Joe's fine, but Roman Reigns I couldn't stand. I'm not a Roman Reigns fan right now. I'm a fan of the human being that beat leukemia and, you know, he's trying to inspire others to keep fighting the fight. Roman Reigns, I'm not a fan of his yet, but I have no problem with him being on TV and I would not boo him. I am happy he's back. I thought he had a good match with Drew McIntyre. He got the win. And um, I think that was the way to go. I mean, it's just, it was a real good moment to see him back on TV. And like I said, WWE is filming some footage also, you know, Roman Reigns leading up to (laughs) WrestleMania. I don't know if any of that's been released yet or not. You Mm -hmm. know, I agree with Ben. He he looked a little bit tired. You know, that's also adrenaline. It's also a week of appearances and autograph signings and very, very little sleep. It'll take a lot out of you. You know, I mean, look at me. I came home four o'clock in the morning, didn't go to sleep until almost six. I was up by nine, out at 10 and, you know, still doing this two, almost two o'clock yeah. in the morning. And here, you know, you, you can't even compare what those guys are doing. So, yeah, Roman, mm-hmm. you know, he, I think he deserves a good night's sleep tonight. Exactly. So he got the win. Um, I liked Drew McIntyre's entrance with the Scottish band. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. No one I even noticed tonight. Maybe someone could correct me on this. You know, again, I was never a Roman Reigns fan. So maybe I'm not as observant as others. But someone clarified this or answered this to me. Has Roman Reigns ever had a, uh, uh, like, a spectacular entrance at Mania? Has it no, always- he hasn't. No, he's never had an epic. Uh, no. He's always it's had always- just coming out? Yeah, just the big dog, and uh, he had the graphic last year, the dog. That, that, yeah, that was well, that's like a, a graphic. I mean, like... Yeah, it's a graphic, no, no, but not the grandiose and, like, a big thing coming from the floor, the ceiling, special costume. He whips off. It's Roman Reigns, uh, unmasked. No, uh, pretty cut and dry blue-collar blue collar, uh, entrances. Sean, I'm not talking about fireworks. I mean... It, no, it, no, no, no. You get fireworks if somebody farts, you know. We're it, talking about, yeah, we're talking about the grandiose entrance for a top guy he had has none. I can't name one grand. CM Punk had grandiose entrances. This guy has had none. Yeah, nope. yeah. I mean, look, Lesnar has not had them either. There's been a few people no. who haven't had yeah. them. But yeah. I was just thinking about that tonight. I'm like, you know, I like if you actually look at Roman Reigns' WrestleMania appearances, never really had that spectacular entrance. Just always came no. out, no nonsense. And yep. you know, I think that's something. Of course, that's WWE's decision, but. That's yeah. something I just thought about today. Just figured a little observation. Maybe some of you out there may not have you'd, thought of. You'd figure, yeah, like Roman Empire, they would do something with a bunch of, almost like a, a 300 movie, something like the way they do for the, look what they do for the War Raiders, DT. Yeah, I know. Sure. That's NXT, my God. Yeah. Um, next, we had Elias with his promo. As you heard at the beginning of the, yeah. the show, we had uh, Cena come out, interrupt Elias. The one thing that was really cool is, you know, they had some pre-recorded clips. Uh, one was Elias playing the drums. Another one yeah. with him playing the piano. Showed that he is talented in multiple instruments. Elias is in the ring. He's about to uh, perform. And then we're interrupted with 
footage of Babe Ruth when he yeah. called his shot against Chicago Cubs. Yeah. And I guess this was talking about like the Babe Ruth of, uh, you know, I, I, John C is not the Babe Ruth of wrestling, yeah. but, you know, he's an icon. And, you know, there was a, an iconic moment with Babe Ruth. And yes, he came out with the throwback jersey of Babe Ruth. Old music. The old yeah, music. old music came out to Thugonomics. And as people heard at the beginning of this broadcast, uh, he cut a Thugonomics rap that was very entertaining. Um, people took literally when he said he was turning heel. I saw moronic websites tonight saying that John Cena turned heel at WrestleMania. You know, every time you read that, everyone, or every time you see a schmuck on YouTube, I don't care if it's a 15 year old who doesn't know any better and he's, yeah, he turned heel. No, it was a fucking figure of speech. He didn't fucking turn on the crowd. He turned on Elias. He went heel on Elias. Exactly. Understand the goddamn difference. All right, I'll I'll let it go from a 15-year-old, but these fucking retarded websites writing John Cena turned turn heel. That's, that's like you walking into a prom with a hot chick, and basically you have on her dress that I was paid for by FloridaEscorts.com. You know, you're basically telling everyone, I can't get people to view my site based on my merits and my research and hard work. So let me put this bullshit clickbait title on there. Oh my God, he turned here. What, 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 what? And then you click on and you realize not. I, uh, what the hell is a, are you Japanese? Kazuhira Miller? Wow. <laughs> Japanese. Nice. Yeah. Wow, that's like one of those commercials where, where everybody's got to be like mixed marriages and one's a Japanese and one's an Irishman and one's this. Kazuhira Miller. I'm not triggered. I don't give a fuck about those websites. I'm, I'm just pointing out when you read that stupidity online, understand, avoid them. You know, if you're driving in the street and you see a fucking pothole, you swerve around it. You don't fucking click it. Hey, let me see what's inside this pothole. Avoid those fucking geeks, losers. Yeah. But, um, you know, basically John Cena, you know, two moves on Elias, one, two, three. You know, at this point, we realized quickly that uh, he wasn't facing Barrett Corbin. But, yeah. uh, you know, Cena, you know, just, it, it was it was funny. I thought it was good. And Cena hitting some old school thugonomics, you know, not full blown, but it was enough. I think that it did its justice. I enjoyed it. He looked good. Um, he yeah. made sure that that hat didn't come off. <laughs> you know, I mean, because not too many thugonomics have fucking, you know, over the top Marky Mark haircuts mark Wahlberg haircuts you know that's true yeah no it was it was fun i didn't expect it i when i i was thinking of you dt i thought you could appreciate that uh babe ruth thing uh the baseball oh uh, i enjoyed it yeah, yeah. i didn't know where cool. it was going originally i'm like you know because it just went on and on yeah. and on and on and the announcer my god i thought that was fucking the uh, the guy from drew carey from the price is right <laughs> i mean this yeah, guy was, was like Oh, he he hit a home run. Oh, that's cool. You know, he he's an icon. I'm like, my God, act like somebody stepped on your foot. Like excitement. That was just like fake. I guess they couldn't license the original commentary. I don't know, man. But whoever did that fucking commentary, for all I know, could be a legendary announcer. But he should have been shot for just you know acting like he was on Xanax as he's cutting that <laughs> DT did you think for any modicum of a second that it was the rock no 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 I mean I didn't know who it was I'll be honest with you I'm like baseball references I was trying to like think I'm like baseball references who could be who's into baseball yeah like who could it be from someone from baseball like who could it be yeah 
I, I didn't. I had no idea it was going to be Cena, but I didn't think it was The Rock. But I, I didn't know what the baseball analogy was yeah. until you're right. Like the Babe Ruth, I would call Hulk Hogan the Babe Ruth of wrestling. I wouldn't call John Cena that. Mm-hmm. Sure. So well, next we got Batista versus Triple H. Shawn Michaels oh, came out through some guest commentary. Ugh. You know, one cool moment during the match. Uh, you know, Triple H because Batista has the nose ring. Triple H takes a yeah. pair of pliers. They do a close up, and he's got the pliers on the 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 uh, the, the nose ring, and he rips it out of uh, Batista's nose, and um, yep. you know that, that was a great visual. Um, for some reason tonight, tables did not want to break. No, tried to put the Triple H through the table multiple times, did not break. Put steel steps on the table. Um, you know, Triple H doing a spear that uh, successfully broke the German announcer's table. But um, it was very physical. Uh, It looked like Batista was a little bit, you know, um, winded early on in the match. It just looked like he was winded. Uh, It was, it dragged on at some points. I was was worried that the fans were going to start chanting boring because it wasn't boring. I thought it told a good story. It was very physical. And, you know, it's not like a video game that you could hit the A, B, B, C button and all of a sudden you could execute five moves. I mean, you have to, like, set it up. You're selling that you're tired, you're beat up. I mean, you sell it, you're tired. You're not going to hulk up five seconds later. But the match just still, it felt like it dragged. Um, Towards the end, you know, Triple H taking out two sledgehammers, which... You kind of knew that, all right, one's going to get one and the other one's going to get the other. And, um, you know, Triple H trying to uh, hit Batista a few times with the the sledgehammer. At one point, uh, it, there was uh, a really uh, just an awesome looking DDT by Batista onto Triple H. The steel steps weren't in the ring. Um, but then next thing you know, Ric Flair hands Triple H the other sledgehammer. Flair says some disparaging words to Batista. Triple H hits the uh, sledgehammer shot onto Batista. Then lands a very awkward pedigree for a one, two, three. So, you know, in, in retrospect, yes, I understand Batista's, you know, older now. But it was a little, you know, sad tonight to realize. And yes. Anybody could come out of retirement. Who knows what's going to happen in Saudi Arabia down the line? Maybe they'll want Batista to pay, you know, they'll pay enough for it. But if this retirement sticks, you know, kind of sucks that, you know, Batista's not going to be back for any extended feuds or any extent. It's just, you know, it sucks that his career is over. Yeah. So, that's true. Yeah, well, I mean, the one thing I'll say, but did you see Batista trip when he went into the ring? Yeah, you know what? That happens. I know people mm-hmm. will make a big deal out of it. And I thought it was cool when he went back in the ring, like he, he you know, was like, ooh, got to be extra careful. And yeah. the announcers, the commentators were laughing their ass off. Oh, they wow. muted, if anybody listens back, they muted the mics twice. And you could still hear a little smidgen of laugh, laughter. And when Triple H had that big extravagant entrance, for a split second, I guess they accidentally hit the mics. And you heard them laughing for a couple of seconds. So there was a lot of laughter going on. And Batista was laughing at himself also. I didn't think that was a big deal. Yeah. It happens. It happens. You know, it's not like what I'm happened. Bit, when- 
Good. Yeah. No, no, I'm a Batista fan. I'm a Batista fan, but I just I I think Dave's done. I mean, this had to be one and done, and Tripp's got the victory. And I just think again, you know, he's 50. He's doing a lot of movies. I think things have taken his toll. He doesn't. He looked okay in the ring, but I don't think he needs to be back, and I don't think he will be back. I think this is one and done, and I'm I'm fine with that. But other than that, I don't need to see him in the ring anymore. It sucked also that since this was technically his retirement match, you know, like they really did a horrible job trying to make him a heel. They did a horrible job because, you know, last week he was blowing kisses to the crowd. I did not feel Batista as a heel. I was happy that he was back. Uh, fans at ringside, he acknowledged some fans at ringside. I know that, you know, he gave dirty look Triple H's father, whatever, but... Um, soon as he lost, like no appreciation, no look on his face that it's sunk in, that his career is over. Instead, we go to the back and the B team are modeling Daniel Bryan shirts. And I, I love that slick stuff. It's not like baseball where they'll print shirts for all, both teams that are in the World Series, you know, think, you know, just so they're available the minute that the World Series is over. So they realized the loser of the World Series, they made all these shirts up for, and they're now worthless because they didn't actually win. You know, this is predetermined. So when they're modeling shirts saying, oh, they printed up these shirts for Daniel Bryan, expecting he was going to retain, blah, 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 blah. That's a cash grab, everyone. It's not a collectible. WWE made those shirts, and they know the outcome of the match. So, the, so I thought that was stupid. But again, they went right to the back with B-team modeling them. And, you know, we had an appearance from Ron Simmons, which was cool. But I, I would have left the camera in the ring an extra minute or two for Batista. Yeah. Well, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, next, Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin. We already talked about it. Yep. Um, you know, I love the sign by the fan sitting at ringside. You know, very simple. You know, you never sucked. And that's the best way to sum up Kurt Angle's career. Never sucked. You know, had his demons, had his problems, cleaned it up. I think the fact that he did clean up shows that his body is really, really beat up. It's just beat up. You yeah, watch him in it a, is. You watch him in a ring and it's, just, it's sad at times. Even walking up the ramp, he walks almost in a dinosaur, Tyrannosaurus Rex way, and I'm I'm trying to make fun of him, but he 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 doesn't have a normal walking gait of a person. He looks locked up yeah. when he walks. It's like shuffle, 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 shuffle. He doesn't he doesn't walk right. Like even when his back, he's he's arched. It's just it's he's going to be in rough shape in a few years. Yeah, you know what? He put Baron Corbin over. Baron Corbin did not do bad in his role. Um, you know, you, yeah, I get it. You look back at Ric Flair's going out, Shawn Michaels going out, you know, they got this big, you know, send off and Kurt Angle, you know, gets a Baron Corbin match, you know, the crowd chanting, you sucked. And he walks to the back alone. You know, it's just, I don't know. It was just something like, man, you know, I understand he went to TNA, and I understand at one point him and Vince, you know, I don't know about Vince's side, but Kurt Angle hated Vince. I still got that pilot from that reality show that he wanted to pitch with him and Karen, and he fucking was like, fuck you, Vince. I still have that whole thing. And you listen back to it, and it was bad. But, man, the guy came back. Everybody beloves him. 
that's a, like an awesome story of redemption. I mean, he you know, killed his body for our entertainment. I yeah. think he did. Even if you gave him Baron Corbin, I think they should have had a little bit more. Now, look, maybe I'm raw. Maybe there'll be one last tribute for Kurt Angle, and maybe he'll come out, and the crowd will give him a little bit more. We don't know. But if this was it, I just he deserved more. He did. He deserved more, and I think Mish said it on the Wrestling Soup post where, uh, you know, it, everyone was watching the TV surrounding for Kofi, good for him, but Angle puts in 20 years and has gone through, you know, hellfire and brimstone to come back, and he just went up the ring alone by himself. It was kind of a sad sight. So, I mean, I'm not word verbatim quoting what Mish said something to that degree. I think... Um, but he's correct about that. I think it's very unfair to compare Kofi Kingston with, with Kurt Angle. Well, it's Kurt's well, final match, though, dude. I, I understand it, but, you know, you could say that about anybody else that got a win tonight. You know, Kofi's moment is special. Kurt Angle's career is special. But just because they happen on the same card, like, you know, it's not like, oh, let's give all this for Kofi and give none to Kurt Angle. If Kofi wouldn't have won the belt tonight, they still would have done the same thing for Kurt Angle. And if Kurt Angle wasn't retiring tonight, they still would have done the same thing for Kofi. I don't think you could compare the two. I don't think you can. I Just yeah. an opinion. I mean, we all have different opinions. I'm not saying I'm right and they're wrong. Different opinions, that's all. Okay. Uh, next, Demon Balor um, defeating Lashley awfully quickly. Uh, awfully quick, bad, bad grammar for the one, two, three. Yeah. That's what happens when it's two o'clock in the morning. Exactly. I know. Um, yeah, yeah, he power bombed Lashley, which I thought was really impressive. Yeah. Uh, then he hit the coup de gras for the one, two, three. Um, there was one moment, even on the match was quick. There was one moment where Finn Balor, Demon Balor, was standing on the ring apron in the middle of you know on the side of the ring, and Lashley uh, dove through the middle rope and hit a spear onto Balor, onto the floor. And it looked awesome. But if you listen back, Michael Cole almost had a heart attack. I mean, yeah. of all of the excitement that Michael Cole mm -hmm. had tonight, I thought that was like the moment that he had the most unbelievable excitement. Holy shit, did he fucking almost have a coronary. Yeah. Great visual, but... Yeah. It was great visual. But, you know, he won the belt. And I, I, I think a majority of... People out there expected Demon Balor to get that belt tonight, and he's still undefeated at WrestleMania, Demon. Yeah, yeah. No, again, and even honestly, I mean, Balor wasn't usually, he was painted up majority, but not all painted up. Mm -hmm. Like, he had a lot of white spaces, like he's usually all painted up. Again, it was the placement of it, I guess. You know, they did the best job they could. Uh, they couldn't put Lashley over. But going on before the girls, and the crowd was dead by then at that point, T.T., so... Uh, I didn't have much hope, and we'll get into, obviously, the, the big match, the whole reason why they had this pay-per-view, really. Well, not really. It would have been WrestleMania anyway, but uh, the crowd was dying at that point. They were just so gassed. Yeah. You know? Um, Alexa Bliss announces a new uh, attendance record for WWE events at MetLife Stadium, 82,265. We find Surprise. out, yeah, we find out next year's WrestleMania will be April 5th, 2020 in Tampa. Um, R-Truth and Carmella come out for a seven-second dance break that went on much longer than seven seconds. Yeah. Uh, then we have the main event. Um, Charlotte uh, flies in from a helicopter. I guess Ric Flair's Learjet was unavailable. Mm -hmm. uh, Joan Jett performing Ronda Rousey's theme song. I thought she knocked it out of the park. She's 60 years old. 
I thought she yeah. did did just fine. Seen a bunch of times, worked a couple of shows. She's great. Yeah, she was great. I I I was very. I I've, I watched recent videos of her, um, and she still could go. Uh, I just I don't know. I thought it was great, and it was it was nice, even though. You know, Rhonda's playing the heel. It was nice to see her acknowledge Joan Jett with a smile on her face. And uh, Becky Lynch, you know, coming out with the regular entrance. And um, we had the three-way. You know, it, it, it was what it was. Rhonda, and I've said this before, I, I thought Rhonda Rousey was the female wrestler of the year last year. Becky Lynch had three months of great momentum. And, you know, Becky Lynch is my favorite female wrestler right now. Uh, she is the most over female wrestler, uh, without a doubt. Ronda yeah. Rousey, I love her in-ring work and her improvement, but she is extremely fast. And when she flips people or does stuff, she, like, snaps it. And yeah. I, a lot of wrestlers, if you watch the females, when Ronda Rousey is not in a match... No one has that quick snapness to them all throughout the match. And sometimes when Ronda does it, I'm not saying it's sloppy, but you could see that some of the times Charlotte and Becky were landing just like wherever they would land. You know, like she would just toss them and snap them. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's, I hope people understand now why you and I said almost two months ago, way before they ever announced Charlotte in this match, two months ago, you and I said that Charlotte needs to be in this match. Make it a three-way. When Ronda hits lulls or if something is not gelling or, you know, you put two women in there that are not veterans, but technically veterans, right? you know, let Ronda, you know, just gain her senses a little bit. And it just, Charlotte was needed in that match. And I think if you rewatch it, you'll understand why even more Charlotte had to be in that match. Um, but, you know, it was physical. There was one point where Becky Lynch brought a table in the ring. She was going to put Charlotte through the table. Ronda stopped it, and then Ronda threw the table aside and said that tables are for bitches and flipped it upside down. But it was funny because it's a little bit later, Ronda Rousey helped Becky Lynch put Charlotte through a table. Uh, At one point, I thought Charlotte, when she um, tried to pin someone and got a two count, I could have sworn I heard her say, dang it. She did say dang it. She did. She did, right? I was like, dang "Dang it. What the fuck is Dang it. That's like... When we were kids and we used to watch like the the ABC Sunday movie of the week and they Mm. would censor like Scarface instead of saying son of a bitch, it would say son of a beach or, or, uh, you know, instead of saying like, uh, fuck, they would say like, dang, come on, who says dang it? Get a two pound, two pounds. (laughs) So the the cartoons where you say dang, so Yosemite Sam, you say dang, dang it. My God. But anyway, um, you know, at the very end of the match, Ronda Rousey hits the Piper's Pit on Becky, but uh, Ronda's shoulders were down. At one point, she lifted her shoulder, but it looked like she lifted her shoulder before the ref started counting the three. And when he started counting the three, for to what I saw, it looked like Ronda's shoulders were on the mat. 
um, especially when they didn't show the replay and all you hear is Corey Graves saying, well, I think the right shoulder was up. Look, one of the shoulders could very well have been up, but it seemed like, you know, maybe the shoulders were in fact down, but Becky Lynch wins the match. She has now both belts, and as we said last week, maybe down the line will do it, but it wasn't a unification match. She no. will defend the Raw title on Raw and the SmackDown title on SmackDown. She may not hold one of those belts very long, but no. went off the air the way a majority of people wanted it to be. She won. And how many people over the last week said, wouldn't that be something if Brock Lesnar retains and Ronda Rousey retains the WWE Trolls fans? Like, well, you know what? You didn't get either one. They no. did put the belts on the two people that you felt needed to be put on. Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch. Your thoughts on the match? I thought the match was, uh, I thought it was okay. The crowd wasn't as into it, so it didn't make me as excited. I, I kind of feed off the energy of the live crowd as well. I'm, I'm at home. It's hard for me to get amped up when the people there are kind of dead. I'm tired too, but uh, again, being there, the live experience, uh, you know, they certainly could have used a little bit more liveliness. Uh, they were trying to get a Becky chant going. It died real quickly. And I even posted, I said, whoever wins this, even if it's likely Becky, it's not going to be a very epic uh, ending. And it's not going to be anything for a highlight reel because I think it's going to be a very mediocre reaction. So be like, oh, she won. Let's get the fuck out of here. And that's what it was. Um, I thought the, the girls did okay, but uh, the placement of the match, it was so late, DT. I think they just did a real disservice to this match. And by the way, and I saw clips, and even as before we were going on the air, people screenshotted it. Ronda's shoulders were not even remotely down. It looks bad. I don't know if they're going to play on this tomorrow night, but her shoulders, I don't know if you saw the clips or the still shots, her shoulders weren't down to the mat at all. Well, I I, I lost you for a minute. I I I had just said that it. I didn't see that her shoulders were up at all. You, you said you saw her shoulders up? No, her shoulders, she wasn't pinned flat. She was not pinned. I didn't see a pinned flat. Ronda's shoulders were not pit on the mat? No, not that I saw, not the still clips that I saw. Okay. They were all right, photo, so, that, all right, so yeah. if, that, if that's the case, then then that's what they're going to go with at the, the beginning of tomorrow night. Right, that she didn't lose legitimately. Yeah. Well, but well. but, it's, but there's the rumors that Ronda, I, I don't know what to believe. I mean, I know they did mock things where Ronda's like, everyone says I'm taking off well, and she did this. I think at the at the whether the shoulders were up or down, I think it was very awkward. I think, um, you know, I... I don't like the, all right, my bad referee made a mistake stuff. I mean, that's just like the real, yeah, I agree, yes. This is the new screw job. Didn't they do that on SmackDown not too long ago? It was the Asian referee. I remember it was yeah. the fucking Asian referee. Like he like totally screwed up the outcome of a match and, oh, my bad, my bad. Like this is where you're going to go now. We can't come up with a really good fit. Oh, okay, we'll just have the referee screw up. You know, this ain't fucking Bret Hart 1997. Oh, let's, you know, let's just have the referee screw up. Let's just have a schmaz. You fucking built this shit up. Insanely built it up. And then you're going to have it that, oh, it's not a legitimate win because his shoulders right. really weren't on the mat. This is mm -hmm. what you fucking built up. Eh, you know, I understand it's an ongoing storyline. This story's yeah. never supposed to end. So this is the way of continuing the story. But, man, that was just like, you know, a sloppy. I think we could all agree the finish was sloppy. It was sloppy. The finish was sloppy. 
Yeah. Totally, totally sloppy. And the reaction was tepid at best. There was some people in the front of the chair, but the majority of people, you could see them scurrying for the exit. Uh, you know, they didn't do a big wide shot. And when they did, like I said, they closed it in real quick uh, because there's nothing for a highlight reel there. There's nothing where, you know, this is not uh, Ultimate Warrior wins the title at uh, MSG against Hockey Talk Band mm-hmm. or, or Hulk Hogan against The Rock uh, in uh, WrestleMania year, well, 2003. This is not that reaction. You're not going to, I think, you know, Becky has been champion before. It's not like she hasn't. Of course, she's now the unified champion. But I don't think this is anything for the highlight reel, DT, to be honest with you. I think they got to make up a, a better situation. This went so late. It took so many people out of it. And even online, as I was watching the thing, I'm looking for all the Becky, you know, super marks. And there's a lot of them. Even they were like, yeah, you know, expected win would have been nicer if the crowd was more into it. Everyone was saying the same thing, crowd more into it. But every, and everyone's like, guys, the, the people were tired. It's eight fucking hours. Like, so everyone was kind of battling each other, like making the excuses. Well, an eight hour stay is a valid excuse to be tired. I'm, I'm not fighting that. I agree. I'm not even going to be a dick about it. They're not, they're not right. I think whoever was going to win was going to get a tepid reaction at best. Maybe Becky will get that grandiose reaction tomorrow night that she deserves. Mm. Well, we will see tomorrow. Um, now, tomorrow's DTKC show, as it usually is after Mania, will be an abbreviated show because really all we're going to get into tomorrow is the Raw after. A couple of news tidbits, and we'll talk about the Hall of Fame a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Also, shout out uh, some of you from over the weekend. And, uh, you know, what was your um, favorite match on the card, worst, uh, least favorite? And uh, give the pay-per-view a rating on a scale of 1 to 10. Favorite match on the card was, believe it or not, as much as I was clowning on it, but only for fun, uh, Kofi Kingston versus uh, Daniel Bryan was great. Daniel Bryan, unsung hero, did a great job doing what he needed to do to get Kofi over. Uh, Kofi, you know, like I said, nice guy. I'm happy for him. Don't let my tweets fool you. It's all in fun. Worst match on the card, I'm going to go with the women's tag team, even though the Iconics won. I'm still bragging rights because I got it right. I was lucky, guys. But uh, that was probably the worst match on the card because it should have been so much more, especially the tag team titles are still new and fresh, and it's already not exciting anymore to watch them defend it. Um, Overall pay-per-view, I would give it a six. Okay. I actually agree with everything you said. Um, The pay-per-view, I'll give it a seven because other than Joe Mysterio that, you know, went on, you know, almost nothing – no. I I almost would put Brock Lesnar versus Rollins, but you know what? It told so the story. Short, yeah, it told the story you need to tell. Plus, there was about four or five minutes worth of beating before the bell even rang. So it really went about seven minutes of physicality. So I actually like yeah. that. But yeah, coffee without a doubt. And on a scale of one to ten, I I'll give it a seven. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was good. So everyone, let us know what you think. And um that's pretty much it. So, uh, Kev, pleasure as always. I'll talk to you tomorrow after Raw. Thanks, DT. Get some rest. All right. Take it easy. All right, Later. Peace. All right, everyone. If you're looking to download tonight's episode and you are you know, you know may have started tuning in live a little bit late, I'll have it online literally in about five, ten minutes. I got to get myself some sleep. But, you know, we'll definitely talk tomorrow night after Raw. And as always, follow me on Twitter at DonTonyD, the website DonTony.com patreon.com slash Don Tony. Don't forget, every Tuesday now, live after SmackDown, we are live there as well. And uh, that's pretty much it. Definitely give us your feedback. Let us know what you thought about WrestleMania tonight. Um, I just think WWE needs to cut 
back about 90 minutes of this. You know, two-hour pre-show, five-and-a-half-hour main show. Make the main show four-and-a-half hours. Make the pre-show one hour you know, or 90 minutes. Uh, or, uh, you know what, e- fuck the pre-show because you don't even have to watch the pre-show. Obviously, we got to do it because we got to cover it. But, you know, the main show, four-and-a-half hours. I know it's only an hour difference, but it's a big difference between finishing at 11.30 and at 12.30 especially for people who have to get up for work, get up for school the next day. So, all right, everyone, I'm out of here. I will talk to you all again tomorrow for Raw. Be well, everyone. I'll talk to you. Bye. Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nevia. Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price.